I'm either going to run myself into the ground physically, or I got to figure out a way to make this work where I'm not the guy doing everything in the business and in the field. You know, I really love driving the projects, being on site, you know, pushing guys. How much can we get done today? You know, having that, having that list to do list and seeing how many things we can knock off that and, and any, any experienced guy you bring in, they're going to do things a little different. So how do we mesh those styles to still produce the work and, and what we're trying to produce in the company? That's today's guest, Dan Ford, and you're going to get to know him a little bit more during the pod. And if you're joining us for the first time, I'm Mike Kinoki, and I'm a general contractor in Fairbanks, Alaska. One thing I want to point out about this podcast right here with Dan is that I don't think I've had a guest. And I'm not picking favorites here, you guys. I'm not. I know I hear some groaning out there. I don't think I've had a guest on the show who I've felt more closely mirrors the experience I had around the time that he's having it. Now, what I also want to point out is that while I toyed with the idea of doing what he's doing, I I didn't scale up for whatever reasons. Anyway, when Dan speaks, I feel like he's saying the words that I would use to describe the situations that he's been in. Cathartic, affirming, call it what you want. This is a great pod. Okay, here's a couple more tasty bites. Roll tape. And, and I'm really trying to have a, a company that these guys work for that, you know, we're putting eight-hour days in. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not working 10s, 12s, weekends. Okay, it's okay to shut to not work at nine o'clock at night. It's okay to, to not have to work half a Sunday because I'm trying to catch up on things and being okay with saying, it's okay if you don't have this all figured out, just, just sit down and chill out with the family. You don't have to worry about this now. You, you got to get your sleep. You got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to do these things. You got to meditate. You got to, and that's what it is. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but we're so used to sprinting and, and, put myself first. I got to put my, my family first, but also the business. Is, I, I'm yeah. an optimist. <laughs> I don't, I don't leave enough gap in the schedule, uh-huh. um, which I, I, I need to do more last 5%. Like that's, that's where you have to be the strongest and I need to work on that. So when you're, you know, I got some great guys on my crew. They're, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, they're artists and, and I want to, supply them with projects that they're like yeah this is cool she was told me she was getting getting prices from two other two other contractors and i i thanked her for for reaching out but i said i'm just not interested in competitively bidding right now and and she was very uh very put off by that but that's a little bit of a testament of what we're doing and how we're serving and if i ask them to come in on half a day on a saturday to knock something out they will um, but I, I, I feel like if we have to do that, I didn't do something right. And if you think you're there, then you need to check yourself because you'll never be there's, there's always new materials coming out, new ways of doing things, a new trick you'll learn on Instagram, whatever, always learning. So Welcome back to the Contracting Handbook. Today, my guest started as a one-man remodeling band 13 or 14 years ago. 
But today he and his staff collaborate with visionary clients from concepts to completion. Welcome, owner operator of Ford Custom Renovations. It's Dan Ford. What's up, Dan? Hey, Mike, how are you today, man? Thanks for uh, having me on. Real, real excited. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, Dan and I first talked in probably November last year, and now we're finally getting around to it. <laughs> it's been a little bit of a journey getting here. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, they say if you want to get something done, find the busiest person you know. So, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm trying to do every week with the show. <laughs> right. I'm sure you're chasing down contractors everywhere. Yeah. You have a design build firm. Yes. And let's talk about team building and, and getting legit because, you know, you were a, you were a dude with a, with a skill saw freelance carpenter. And now you have a staff. So now, uh, now we have staff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's start with like, what, what, what does your staff look like? Where, where are they positioned? Right now I have, right now we got five field guys. So um, mm. five in the field. I have uh, a designer on staff, office manager, who's my wife, Amy, and myself. Um, also have a, another guy I've been working in. He's, a, he's an engineer. I've been working him in for some drawing work and then also looking to get him in some project management. So helping me kind of manage things. That's, that's where we're at right now. Um, and it's, it's been a journey. I mean, it's, it's, you know, really been a journey building the team out for sure. Now, when you, when you first started hiring people, did you just, was it like one and then, okay, I, I'm warming up to the idea of having an employee, like, cause I know when I, once I had one hand, I was like, whoa, <laughs> stuff flying now. Right. And then I went to three and it was, now I'm just an office guy. And I made that switch because yeah. I, I could not be in the field anymore because I had to keep up with, with keeping these guys fed with, with wood and fasteners, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, my main guy, my lead guy, he's been, he's been with me for about 11 years. I got hooked up with him downtown Williamsport. Williamsport PA is where, where we do primarily most of our work. Um, he was a freelance carpenter. I was a freelance carpenter. We, we were working on some projects together and um, I started going after my own work probably about seven years ago. Um, you know, really, really going after my own bigger projects. Primarily before that, I was doing sub work. Um, so, you know, I was working on other, other people's projects. Um, he came along with me for the ride. I started getting work and and he's been with me ever since. And that was about, you know, 11 years ago, we probably got going together. Um, I really started, he, he was on as a subcontractor for me for a while. And I had another guy came on and, and we, were, we were doing that game where, you know, these were subcontract carpenters working with me primarily daily. Um, so as far as getting guys on payroll and actually getting everything legit, it's, it's been, it's only been a couple years now since I started getting guys on payroll and, and, and really actually trying to build out a company that, that a legitimate business and, you know, we're building out the team, getting guys going. It's, 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 it's been an adventure for sure. So before you, before you like 
got legit or or started getting your payroll going, how were you dealing with having employees? Well, it, it, it was an adjustment. I mean, I was I was on site though. It was me, two other guys doing decent sized projects, kitchens, bathrooms, interior remodels. So I was on site and, and one job at a time is what we were focusing on. So they were basically 1099 carpenters. Um, we're working it that way. And, and it, it was working out for a while, but you know, it's not quite, not quite legit. And I wanted to be a legit contractor, get, start building a, a good company out. So um, I decided to eventually get them all on payroll and, and go that direction. That's a, that's a interesting way to go. The 1099 route that definitely happened a lot where I live for a long time. There's still some people doing it, but it's almost, uh, we get audited so much now. It's yeah, basically right. illegal here. I mean, it is here as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so, I mean, they're, they're, you know, every, every year I'd get that, that sheet from my accountant come tax time saying, is it, is it an hourly employee or a true nine, 1099 employee? So, uh, right. or subcontractor. So, right. you know, I'd see that every year and I think, you know, I'm, I might want to think about going in the right direction here. So definitely right. th that pushed me in that direction for sure. Yeah. A couple of years of stretching the truth will do that. And then, and then, you know, for me, the biggest part was liability and, and someone getting hurt. Exactly. Like swallowing that workman's comp pill. It's being legit and taking care of people and making sure that, you know, if someone gets hurt, it's okay. Exactly. Yep. I mean, liabilities, you know, that was a big part of it. Um, so just, just, operating and, and, and starting to, you know, I started to want to build, build a business that I can, I can give guys opportunity and, um, you know, give them a place where, where they can, can learn. And it's funny I say that because I feel like the busier we get, the, uh, the harder it is for me to, to, to be on site teaching guys. So I'm really, I'm really leaning on on my field guys and um, to teach the younger guys. I got a, I got a, uh, an apprentice right now. I got a, a you know, B, B craftsman is what I call them and, and they're learning. So I got a couple league guys going right now. And it, it's, it's interesting because my role has changed tremendously. You know, you were talking about, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm getting out of the field now I'm in the office. And, and that's, that's really been a hard transition for myself and get myself out of the field and, and, and realizing that's not where I am. You know, I, I show up on a job site at eight in the morning, whatever to, to go through some things and I don't want to leave. <laughs> I just want to hang out and, and, and start working. And, and I really, you know, I really love driving the projects, being on site, you know, pushing guys, how much can we get done today? You know, having that, having that list to do list and seeing how many things we can knock off that. And, and um, you know, you hear, you hear the saying a lot, nobody, nobody cares as much as your uh, for your business as you do. And, and there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I feel like now we're, I'm not, it's not that seven in the morning till eight o'clock at night grind on site every day and, and not, not doing that, stepping away from that, actually has been tough, really tough for me. 
it is very challenging. And one of the things you mentioned is your apprentice and you're relying on your guys to teach him. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's a, mentally, that's a, that's a hard thing. Cause you want to be there. And I remember for myself when, when I first kind of transitioned away from the crew, I was still trying to help teach and the phone would ring and I'd have to walk away. And then I'm, and then, and then like there was no continuity in, in me being the, the teacher, the mentor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. And one, one other thing I've been learning too is um, I bring in, if I bring in experienced guys to be a lead, I have one guy who was working with us for about six months, just, Hey, let's try this out. He's been a you know, craftsman all craftsman all his life. He got tired of the grind. Let's try this out and see if it makes sense for us to work together. He's got his whole bag of tricks, tools, and techniques that are different from how we're doing things. And any, any experienced guy you bring in, they're going to do things a little different. So how do we mesh those styles to still produce the work and, and what we're trying to produce in the company and, and keep track of all that. You know, we're talking about my apprentice. Well, you know, one guy might be showing him how to do something one way and then he gets on the other guy's site and he's showing him how to do it a completely Mm. different way. So, so that's been another thing I've, I've been kind of trying to build out is, you know, how do we mesh everybody's styles, everybody's techniques Um, even products, you know, somebody might be used to using a certain product, doing a certain task, and we might use something different. So these more experienced guys I'm trying to get in, I say to them, like, Hey, I don't want you, I don't want you to come in and I'm telling you, this is how we do it. I'm bringing you in because you're experienced and you might know a lot more than we do about a certain thing. So let's take that knowledge and information and figure out the best way to do it moving forward. And that's, that's really been a challenge to be, to be honest and, and, and blending styles and different guys and personalities and and the whole nine. That is an interesting challenge and something I only dealt with on a, on a very small level because I only ran separate crews for a short period, but I kept the crews with their, respective boss basically okay but that's not you can't always do that you got to shift people around you know something gets delayed here and all of a sudden you're scrambling people in different directions and exactly starting a job you don't want to start because you need to keep them going and right so and i've been i've been looking at the uh the lead carpenter style of management i've been um you know it was a tim fowler i think wrote the book the uh the lead lead carpenter's handbook maybe um i've been kind of a, approaching things that way where my my lead carpenters lead craftsmen is what i call them on site they're managing the projects a little more you know maybe 75 on the tools 25 percent off and they're they're basically maybe weekly we might meet say hey now this is this is something i'm building now and i'm not quite there yet this is some of this is theoretical but, um, you know, I want to get it to the point where we're having our meetings every week. 
we're, we're, we're building out builder trend. That's, that's something else I'm, I'm looking to get going here as well. So having those schedules, okay, framing, we want to be knocked out by the end of the week or mechanicals or whatever, um, getting everybody on their, on the same schedule, but then letting them manage that work during that week as, as they see fit and scheduling the subs and, and doing all these things where they're doing a little bit more project management on site. And that'll free me up a little bit to do what I need to be doing instead of jumping around, making sure everybody has every little part and piece they need. I mean, I'm sure, you know, that that's enough to drive you crazy, especially if you have multiple projects and we, we might have a project 20 minutes from the other project. And if I'm jumping around, I mean, some days I'm at, I'm at the jobs twice a day where, you know, I'm trying to manage that and, and get that more down to a minimum as much as I want to be on site. That's not where I need to be all the time. Yeah. hundred percent. And then trying to build the system while you're running. Oh, I think, yeah. I think Drew McLean, talked about it in the pod with he described really well like you're you're trying to you're trying to fix a fix the tire while the car is in motion (laughs) right usually going about 70 mile an hour yeah (laughs) at least so i mean that that's kind of what i've been running into as well because i mean we're growing um business is going pretty good and, and i feel like you know everyone says controlled growth well it's hard to even put a, put a finger on that, but I mean, I feel like we're, we're almost half a step behind where we need to be building this stuff out and production suffers, you know, we're, 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 I'm, I'm currently working on a uh, project development process. I've come up with a 10 step project development process where it's, it's kind of, how we work the client through that and hand off to production. And, and, you know, that's super important because I feel like right now it's not nearly where it needs to be. So when we're handing off to production, guys are like, where's this, where's that, you know, what are we doing here? And some of the, the questions that should be answered for them aren't. So, and there again, it's just kind of being half a step behind in, in some ways. So, you know, it, it's a balance. It's a challenge really getting, getting everything dialed in. And it, it, it's not an overnight process. It really isn't. It takes time. It takes a lot of energy and, and it takes teamwork to get those things built out and, and delegating to the right people and having them do what they're basically there to do and do it well and exceptional. This, uh, this is a great point and, and uh, it brings up a couple questions for me. I really appreciate what you said about handing off to production and because your crew doesn't know what you've been doing behind the scenes. They're super busy and trying to stay focused on the stuff that, and and keep you happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, we're over here. Go do this. Right. And they're like, uh, you just, you just handed me these plans and you want me to start today. Exactly. You know, yep. So, so I, I really appreciate that because that was something that I, you know, Mm -hmm. had to discover because no one told me. And I was always, you know, I'd say to my lead guy, like, we should go over and look at that. We're starting this in two weeks. We should get over there and look at it. And and we're trying to hurry up and, and get done the project we're on. And that, that time just doesn't, it doesn't happen. We don't get over there to look at it. So it's the day before or that day. And, and he, a lot of times what I was finding is 
they were asking me, well, hey, what about this? What are we doing here? And, and some things I might not have even a thought about or didn't think through it thoroughly enough. And so, the, you know, those checks and balances and I'm talking about project development. And one of the things in that is I want to start getting the lead guy I'm going to have on that project in way early before I put pen to paper or any numbers or anything. And I just want to say, hey, this is this is where what the clients, this is our initial scope. Um, what do you see? What are you seeing? How, how would you put this together? Because, I mean, we all do it a little differently. We're building this stuff in our heads half the time. And you're right. I mean, you, we're, we're getting our, our, our guy in there and saying, hey, we're starting today. And we might have been thinking about that project for six months. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, Good luck, dude. <laughs> Right. Have fun. Like, and hey, give me a progress report in a couple hours. Get this right? done today. Exactly. And they're, they're, their heads are spinning because it takes time for them to digest it and process it and think about it. And, and how do, how would I approach this and how would I approach that? And there again, you know, talking about guys with different styles. I mean, my league, league guys might approach it totally different than how I've thought about it in my head and, and gone through with the 100%, client. percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there's getting that and it's, it's kind of going back to collaborating, you know, we're, 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 it's a collaboration. Um, I want, I want the best guys on my team and I'm not there to dictate. I'm there to, to guide, guide the clients. I'm there to guide my team. Like this is what we're trying to get to and how do we get there and all be successful within that, that, that journey, if you will. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I'm just, you know, going back to a night, you know, I asked my foreman to follow me to a project after a hot summer day, he's running the crew and he's like, no problem. Awesome. Loyal, amazing friend. Good man. You know, it's seven and we're staring at this thing and I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, dinner. And I'm like, right, right. We need to, I need to start changing my approach and yeah. and and part of what should be considered an overhead i think now as you're developing your business with employees and trying to stay ahead is is factoring in that you need to pay someone to go look at your projects you can't just be you because sure. like you said they would approach it different they might approach it differently you're not in the field anymore so right. you're you're skill you're like your brain is thinking differently now right and Right. I, I know that I'm not, I wasn't as sharp a carpenter once I left the field, you know, my, <sighs> that's a hard know, thing to admit. <laughs> that's a hard thing to admit. I mean, you know, I might, there's, there's been times when I, I go to jump on something on site. My mind is just completely, I can't even get my head around putting this little piece of the puzzle together. And, and, and it's, that's, that's, that's tough. That was really tough, you know, getting, and you're right. I'm probably not as sharp as I was, or, or I, I don't think about how long things actually will take. It's like, ah, that shouldn't be too bad. You know, a day we'll get through that. And, and it ends up being two days. Um, oh, that's, that's <laughs> right there. twice as long as you thought. Exactly. Uh, and you don't know the propensity of your crew as well as your, as your got as your leads do. And, and I'm really trying to have a, a company that these guys work for that, you know, we're putting eight hour days in, mm -hmm. we're not, we're not working tens, twelves, weekends, and that's that's tough too. Because coming up, I mean, 
like I said, it was seven in the morning until nine at night. And then I'm still trying to put proposals together in the background and, and client meetings and all these different things. And it was just that grind. And, and to, to be honest with you, uh, it, it's been, I've almost have to, I have to talk myself out of opening the laptop at nine 30 at night. You know, I gotta, mm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm slacking if I'm not working all the time. And it, it's even, even if it's on the laptop, I mean, cause we've just had that go, go, go mentality and, 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 that's the way we work and, and grind, you know, you see all the tough, grind it out, grind, grind, grind. Well, it grinds you down is what it does. And, and so, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, it's okay to shut, to not work at nine o'clock at night. It's okay to, to not have to work half a Sunday because I'm trying to catch up on things. And, you know, that, that's, that's been a struggle for me too, is, feeling like I have to work all the time. Yeah. And you, well, eventually either I have to accept that about yourself that you have to take the, or not work all the time or you'll burn out. And the, and the thing is, is uh, there's always something to do and there always will be, no matter how long you're a contractor, you're always going to have a huge list of stuff to do. So you have to prioritize, but you have to prioritize your health as well and, and mental health and, and, Yeah. And that, that burnout thing. And I've been learning. I mean, it's, it's, I've, I've pretty much been forgetting going on this topic now. I mean, I've pretty much been in a state of burnout for about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. I mean, it's mm. just been, it's just been go, go. I haven't been taking care of myself. My health is the last thing. And I really started looking at that recently. And a lot of that comes with leadership, you know, showing up your best self, uh, to lead guys and, and doing all these things. And, and it's, it comes into the home life. I got, I got a family at home. I got two boys at 13, 14 years old. And, and you know, seven years ago, seven years went quick. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, these, these guys are graduating high school in, in five years, four years. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's not a whole lot of time to, to, to kind of play a little catch up, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, my, my wife will, she'll tell me, she knows when things have me, like she can tell right away. If, if there's a lot on my mind or if I had a stressful week and, you know, I'm there, but I'm not there. My mind is just somewhere else. So, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about all these different things. So um, giving yourself kind of, being okay with saying it's okay if you don't have this all figured out just just sit down and chill out with the family you don't have to worry about this now and and all these different things and and um i you know i i have actually been working with a, a naturopathic doctor going through my 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 levels my cortisol levels all these different things having these tests done and she's basically saying you're shot you, you got to get your sleep you got to take care of yourself you know, you got to do these things. You got to meditate. You got to, you got to do these things to, to take care of yourself or, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to get to the end of the marathon. And that's what it is. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but we're so used to sprinting and, and doing a just go, go, go. So 
that kind of mind shift and, and saying, okay, you know, I got to put myself first. I got to put my, my family first, but also the business is, it's, it's been huge. It's a huge thing in, in my life. I mean, you know, as a business owner, right. It, it's it really just encompasses everything that you do. I mean, it, it's part of you, right. So, you know, how do you kind of set that aside and actually pay attention to the things you should be paying attention to? It's tough. It really is. And, and one of the things that I've realized in, in when I started taking my, started factoring in downtime, going to the gym, making sure I go for a walk, something every day mm-hmm. uh, is, is that when you clear your head and come back, you have a, you, you see things more clearly. You see, you have a better perspective Right. And sometimes right. when you're not paying attention to something, it comes back because you, right. somewhere in the brain that you're not, that you don't use it's processing and it comes back right. out as a, as a better product. So I, I, I implore people to right. step away. You had a couple episodes, I think on the first season talking about sleep and, and taking care of yourself. And, uh-huh. and, you know, I really, that was, that really started making me think and, just where I was at with everything. And I mean, I think some people look at me like, and think I'm crazy <laughs> for running around trying to build these, these businesses. I mean, um, it, it, maybe I am a little bit, but you know, in my market, there's not a lot of, I'm, a, I'm in a little bit of a smaller market. I mean, we're Williamsport PA. It's about 30,000 in the town, which is, you know, a decent sized town. Um, it's blue collar town. So, so my, my market of clientele that I'm going after is, is somewhat small. I'm going after higher end clientele. Um, so not a lot of guys in my market are trying to put together what I'm trying to put together. There's a lot of one, two guy operations running Mm -hmm. around and, and they, they look at me and think I'm, I'm crazy. Like, what are you doing, man? You're like, you're, you're stressed, you're burnt out, all these different things. Like, why are you even doing it? And you know, it makes you think sometimes, but um, one of the reasons is, you know, 2019, I, I hurt my back um, and I was really struggling. I was still on site, hurt my back. You know, I remember the one day I was there myself at a, on a project that my other guys somewhere else. And, I'm pulling up six inch flooring with a, with a ripping bar and my, I could barely bend over. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how long am I going to do this? I'm, I'm 43 right now. You know, I've really been taking the business seriously just for the past few years. And I thought to myself, I'm either going to, I'm either going to run myself into the ground physically, or I got to figure out a way to make this work where I'm not the guy doing everything in the business and in the field. So, I mean, this one, two guy crews, I mean, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they got it figured out. Maybe they're investing, right. I don't know. But for me, it's, it's, I had, I had to, I had to figure out how to build a business or just figure something else out. You're echoing so many things that I've thought about and and gone (laughs) through. And one of the, one of the reasons I scaled up is because I, I was just doing something with a, a guy or two, but then I saw the ceiling on what I could make in a year. I also didn't know how to charge. I mean, I was, there's a lot of factors well, involved. Well, heck, I think I'm you still know. figuring that out right now, especially in today's market. Holy but, man, it's yeah. crazy. To me, what you're doing makes, it makes sense because you, you, 
the, the more bodies you have, the, the more money you're going to make. And, and I know your goal isn't just money, but you want to retire. Sure. And you want to have uh, employees that are happy and that you can Definitely. pay well. And, and so, and I, and I want to, I mean, I, I do want to supply them with an opportunity and, and, and provide that where they can make more money than they would make down the road and, you know, building the culture out and doing all these, all these things going, going to uh, taking them to events and whatnot, it all costs money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, 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 we're getting there what we're trying to do. And, and it's not all about the money. It's not, I don't want to be, you know, I don't need to be rolling in my financial freedom would be good. You know, get to a point. I remember in the early years, my wife would look at me and be like, Hey, can we pay the mortgage this week? Or oh, let me, I'm waiting on a check. You know, let me let's see where mm. we're at next week. Yeah, I don't ever want to be in that spot again. I don't ever want to be worrying about whether I can pay my bills. Um, and that was, that was not very long ago that I was in that spot. So, you know, payrolls every two weeks, uh, workman's comps do every month. You know, there's, there's, they're, they're big numbers that you're, you're putting out, but you kind of get used to that, I guess. And, and, and paying the bills and getting there, making sure everything's taken care of. And it, it, that's stressful, very stressful as well. But at the same time, you know, that comes along with it. Yeah. You know, and then there's all the non-business owners that just think you're out there getting rich. Oh and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And they're like, Oh, you're, and you're like, no. right. How much I you don't charge want, you for a kitchen, like, man? That's how well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you how much I made hourly last week. If right. you, you know, my oh, employees right. made more than me. I wouldn't even figure, I wouldn't even <laughs> want to figure that out. <laughs> you kidding? Um, at, you know, at my hourly rate, oh man, I'm, uh, it's, I'm sure. But one of the one of the things about scaling up that was cool for me, I'm now I'm definitely was never on the level that you are. I, I what you're doing is really neat, and and the work you guys do is really cool. I, uh, I everybody that. should check out uh, Ford Custom Renovation on Instagram. Appreciate that. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but being able to scale up was just phenomenal. Uh, when I when I when I really got to take on bigger more interesting yeah. jobs yeah because it wasn't just a kitchen anymore right. there was it was like really transformative for the client mm-hmm. and and so for my own imagination and my own curiosity and my own my own need to like learn and and mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. amazing to have a crew and 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 take on these more interesting projects not yeah, there's anything wrong with what other people are doing if no, you're not no, on the bigger no, scale. It's just right. for my own brain, it fed right. me and I was it was exciting. And I want to be able to take on the complex projects. And, and there's there's a lot involved. I mean, we've done some whole house remodels and we're 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 moving everything around. And those projects yeah. are complex. And you know, you get into it and you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about this. And, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, it just, it, it just seems to grow, you know, get that scope creep a little bit, but, um, and some of it, I'm like, oh, I can't go back to them and charge them for that. Like I should have thought about that. You know, you get those, those things in your head too, but yeah, being able to, to scale to the point where, you know, I don't need, I don't need 20 guys running around. Like that's not really what I'm after. Uh, I'm, I mm-hmm. think the sweet spot's going to be um, a good group of guys. Uh, you know, we might have 
two, three, four projects going on at a time, maybe a little more depending on what we got going. If they're, if they're bigger projects, um, getting the, the whole house remodels going complexity, you know, everyone wants to open concept or pulling out walls or putting beams in all these different things. There's, there's a lot to those projects. So being able to take those on comfortably and having the right people in place to help figure those out and help produce them. I mean, I want to get it to where everything, it's not that the scale of where I want to get to, it's the, the fluidity of mm. where I want to get. I want everything to flow. Um, I want, you know, we talked about real quick, just touched on project development process. Um, I really want to take clients through a journey and say, this is where we are. This is where you want to be. This, these are your goals that you want to achieve in this space. These are your, you know, these are your motives. Um, this is how we'll get you there and, and just bring that value to the, to the clients. And I think, I don't think a lot of guys are doing that. They're thinking about that. You know, they're just jumping in and winging it and Hey, go to these stores and pick out these items. Like, no, I don't want to chase my clients around to, to five different supply houses picking, you know, I want to guide that for them. And, and that's part of my designer's job and, and, and have them, you know, Hey, go to the tile store and, and do these things and, and guide them through every step of the way. Yeah, striving for that fluidity is is uh, where it's ultimately, I think, our ultimate end game for anybody who's trying to run this business and upscale, oh, sure. scale up rather. And and we all know what we do is chaotic and pure chaos, especially oh, the <laughs> the full gut remodels. It's like, oh yeah, oh right, oh oh. Right. We're just pulling. I mean, you're pulling the whole house apart. You got four guys in there just ripping and tearing. I mean, it's, it's literally chaos. So, you know, for me, when I say I want it to be fluid, I want to, I want to control the things we can control and, and be able to deal with and handle what, what is out of our control that gets thrown at us. You know, the, 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 the shoddy framing that we're finding in the walls, the plumbing, you know, all these different things, you know, those things happen, but it, we need to be able to control the part of the process and have that be exceptional to field the things that get thrown at us, the day-to-day, -day, the problem solving, all these different things. I mean, sure, we got a pretty picture on paper. It looks great, but to actually produce that, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge. So for me, um, I, I'm just... I, and I, I, you know, just, it's important for me because I mean, these clients, it's a lot of money they're spending on this work. I mean, we're not the, we're not the cheapest guy in town anymore. Um, Life savings. Exactly. Often. Right. So, I mean, you, you can't be careless with that. You, you know, we, so, for, so for me, I mean, having a process and I think we bring a lot of value through that process and, you know, we're charging for that. We're, we're, we're charging for project development, which I'm starting to even charge more because, I mean, in today's market, it, it's it's tough to pull a project together and get a schedule behind that and be able to produce it when materials are all over the place. All, all these things, your subs are busy. Everybody's busy right now. Um, so it's always a, it's always at least a week's time for one person to plan a project, at least. Right. Right. It's one person for a week, just yep. thinking yeah. and, and writing it down. So, 
I got a question though. You know, uh, thinking about that you do a lot of remodels and, and I'm kind of out of the remodel game now, but there is always that added factor that, you know, you, the unforeseen stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you, you schedule and you got your, your subs kind of like, you're like, Hey, it's going to be around this date, you know, and you keep, mm -hmm. you keep in mm -hmm. touch, keep in touch, keep in touch. But for yourself and your business, how do you mitigate that? Let's say you've got, let's just say two projects going right now that are pretty big mm -hmm. and then four or five lined up. Mm -hmm. How do you mitigate the time in between? So you're not all of a sudden these two projects blew up in scope, way blew up in scope. And you mm -hmm. kind of have to deal with that because a lot sure. of times you have to deal with those scope changes. You can't right. be like, we're going to come back later. For example, what I did was I would just start leaving big gaps in my schedule. Mm -hmm. And well, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I don't, I don't leave enough gap in the schedule, uh -huh. uh, which I, I, I need to do more definitely because, and, and especially now where um, just recently we, we had a kitchen project going and uh, the tile we had selected and ordered just disappeared. I don't know, just went somewhere, but we couldn't get it. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> So now it, we got to, we got to get a replacement tile. We got to get that in, you know, we're basically it's backsplash. So we're, we're towards the end of the project and I had to pull off the project and, and basically reschedule to come back in and, and, and do the backsplash, which was tough because now we're on other projects. Um, and even with that, the backsplash grew. Now we're going, you know, from the countertop to the ceiling and we're doing another wall and, um, so that with a few other punch list items that we, we left to come back to, I mean, that was a week of work for two guys. So it, it's, that's a great question. And, and you know, that last, that last final 5%, I know you, you, you were asking me about Kyle Hunt. Um, I've been working with him as a business coach and, and he preaches that, that last 5%, like that's, that's where you have to be the strongest. And still, even with that get beat in my head, I, I don't do that as well as I should. And I need to work on that. So when you're, oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I appreciated Kyle has a great way. He puts, he puts, he puts great terms to, um, to express what we're dealing with. And, and the final 5%, uh, I can hear him saying it over and over All in my right. head right now. Kyle's great. Um, yeah. And, and that final 5% takes way more time than you think. And resources. And, and it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. You, you got every tool out of the trailer cause you're in the 16 different things. And, and, and I, I talk with my guys and, a lot. Okay. No. And then you, and then your guys not they're not it's just cause they're human. Something still gets undone. Oh yeah. Right. And you're like, Oh, everything's gone. Everything's moved to the next site. And you're like, right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a pain. I mean, okay, we got to get a chop saw back. We got to get the, the table saw back. We got to drag a bunch of tools. Okay. This guy's got the van for the day. So we got to have drop off tools for this other, it's just, it's a runaround. And, and, um, and we started kicking it around uh, with my guys saying, what can we do? And, and, what one of the things is you don't want to kick the can down the lane. I mean, 
you don't want to take something 80% and leave that last 20%. Now we'll get back to that. And that keeps just getting pushed back. And then now the guys punching out are left with just a crazy list. Um, so yeah, we're just thinking about different ways to mitigate that, but scheduling it, it's, it's always, I mean, it's just a fight. It's a fight for sure. I do my best with it, but I need to leave more time because there's always, you know, those one or two things or, or, or whatever that we struggle to get back with. I mean, even now we got, we did a bathroom project and the shower glass was delayed. Well, you know, they've been waiting two weeks for me to get back to do the shower glass and just getting a, a day where I can send two guys over to do that. It's, it's, it's so hard to kind of work that in, but you know, those, those are really the things that, that I need to really get better with. So Thanks for reminding me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I, I, you know, it is, it's just nonstop. And then when you do do it, you can schedule that day you've wanted to learn some software or that, that mm -hmm. full day mm -hmm. where you really don't have to do anything. You know, you're going to have to answer some calls, but, sure. but where you're not meeting clients, not mm -hmm. going to town, you know, because, yeah. you know, we call it getting towned here. Like once, once you go to town, like you think you're gonna be back an hour and it's like four hours later, <laughs> right. You're going in another direction than you ever thought you were going to go. So. Uh, those I, days are I, tough for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and just that, that working on, on the business. Yeah. Cause I, I'd rather not work sometimes so I can work on what I need to work. My, my personal stuff on my business. Um, and if there's a couple days off by accident, I don't think the crew's going to mind. <laughs> I know my, I know my crew doesn't mind. I, it is different everywhere. Some people want to have 40 hours every week. Right. Right. Um, I almost but, feel guilty if, if, uh, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm kind of having a, a leisurely day and, and yeah. I'm, I'm you know, it's like, and I know the guys are out hitting it pretty hard and they're, they're getting through something that's pretty difficult. Um, you know, I, I feel guilty at times, which is, is a weird thing to say, I guess, but I, I still have, what's that? Oh, I think that's totally common. I mean, yeah. I, 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 when I'm saying this, it's, it, I'm making it sound like it's like <laughs> I do it all the time or something. Right. Um, I, I understand that guilt factor, especially when, you know, the crew's working hard and you're like, yeah. wow, I actually, but the thing is, is you powered through something to get to that point where you can actually have a day where, where you can have another cup of coffee and kind of sit back, yeah. you know, but those, you just, you deserve those days. Cause you're you, right. you grind, you grind. Right, how many I mean, weekends even, have you worked to get there in the past? I mean, Do you know I, what I mean? It's still, I still work weekends. I mean, right. one way or another, I mean, I wake up early and, and, and hop on the laptop and throw a few hours in before everyone's really up and around and, I mean, still, it's, 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 a, it's still a lot of work, even if I'm not on site, you know, we're still working on something, still trying to never ending system building. I mean, it's, it's, but it, it's, it's rewarding. It really is. I mean, um, if, for me, it's, it's, you know, even that we talk about imposter syndrome and we hear about that a lot. And, 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 you know, I know we, we touched upon it, uh, earlier before we jumped on and, and 
I think I suffer from that a lot. You're saying, Hey, go check out. These guys are doing cool work. Go check them out on Instagram. It's like, I feel like, you know, are we, I feel like we're doing mediocre projects right now. It's like, I, I just want to get to that, that kind of next level. And, um, I'm trying to get myself mentally, physically healthy to get to be my best self also. So I can not stress and worry about the business portion of it. And I almost feel like for me, I've gotten away from, from the creativeness and it's, we're just trying to pull, we got to pull this kitchen project together quick because we're, you know, we're we're scheduled three weeks out from now and and we got to pull it together and make some last minute decisions. And I feel like that's kind of a rush process where um, Mm. I almost want to get back to, really being creative and, 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 and building and designing cool stuff to have my crew build. Cause you know, I got some great guys on my crew. They're, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, they're artists and, and I want to, I want to supply them with projects that they're be like, yeah, this is cool. You know, I want to do this. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Let's do it. You know, this, this is going to look, this is going to look sick when we're done. Yeah. Uh, you know that, and finding the clients that want to do that kind of work, and 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 have the 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 means to to afford it, because I mean, this work's not getting any cheaper. <laughs> Materials aren't getting any cheaper. So. You know, and I'm in a I'm in a similar size market, uh, in a town of thirty thousand people, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's limit. You're gonna have a limited number of those clients. I think it's just the way it is. You know, you're not in you're not in a town with millions where. Right you can just pick that. Well, not pick it, but really market yourself towards that. And then, and then go, uh, it's, it's a catch 22 because I mean, in a bigger market, you got more competition in a smaller market, there's less competition, but you know, we're going after a lot of the same clients Mm -hmm. and we've been real lucky with, with serving our clients well. And, and there's a pretty, pretty big, uh, hospital system in the area. So we've, we've gotten hooked up with, the. uh, doctor clientele and and they've been they've been great um great word of mouth uh so we we don't we don't have to advertise as much although my marketing uh, that's that's kind of on the list here too i want to step my marketing up but um we've been very lucky with with working with the right clients serving them well um wowing them making them raving fans and and they're they'll tell their friends and so I, I don't really compete as much for projects. Um, more times than not, people are calling us up, knowing what we do um, and, and wanting to work with us. So, and I've talked to a couple of folks, I actually up, really upset a woman on the phone <laughs> who, you know, I basically told her uh, I'm not competitive bidding right now. I'm not, I'm not looking. She was told me she's was getting, getting prices from two other two other contractors. And I, I thanked her for, for reaching out, but I said, I'm just not interested in competitively bidding right now. And, and she was very, uh, very put off by that, but um, that's that, that to me, that that's a, that's a little bit of a testament of what we're doing and how we're serving. So. I'm really glad you said that because it can be perceived as arrogance. It can be perceived so many ways. And, and I don't tell people that anymore. <laughs> I just tell them I'm too busy. Sure. Yeah. Because I'm not going to tell someone who I can tell they, for instance, because people are very desperate right now, because there's, we're, 
the world is limited on contractors anymore. Mm -hmm. So some people are, are calling everybody oh, yeah. for their internet search. And, mm -hmm. and I had actually two phone calls yesterday where someone said, hi, is this a construction company? And I'm like, <laughs> this is not my client. You just say, no, it's wrong, you got the wrong number. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just listened for a second and said, I'm not, I'm, I'm booked, but um, you know, when, when you can tell someone's calling and, and they're going to call everybody and try to get five bids. Like I've had people say, I'm getting five bids. I'm like, well, not for me. I'm not going to be one of those, exactly. you know, like yeah. you have a very large project that can tell if you want five, you're going to be a pain to work with. And that's the other <laughs> right. thing. And I, I mean, I, so, if they're getting, if they're getting five bids too, I mean, they're, they're looking for the lowest price, right? In my opinion, I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a relationship. Yep. We're, we're gonna, yeah. And and when they call you, they trust because of your reputation and marketing and whatever that mm -hmm. that you are gonna price fairly mm -hmm. for what your for what the product is. You're not gouging them. Not gouging them. No, I mean, and and but that's that's the difference between someone who calls to have Ford custom renovation do their project versus someone mm -hmm. who calls, Oh, that Ford, whatever company and, and right. so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so and right. you know, it's a huge difference. And, and I think it's great that you're telling that you're not doing competitive bids or, you know, I'm not either. I'm over it. Yeah. I mean, every, every company is different. Every company has different overhead, every, every, so they, you have to charge, what you need to charge. And we all, you know, we hear it. Oh, know your numbers, know your numbers. Well, that's, that's huge. You, you need to know, you need to know your numbers if, if you're going to build anything significant. So, you know, I know what I need to charge for these projects and you know, that keeps creeping up. You know, everything's more expensive. My, my subcontractors are charging higher fees. Products are more expensive. I get a lumber delivery and I half fall over half the time, you know, <laughs> it's uh, right. And that's, you know, and I'm not going to nickel and dime my subcontractors. If they need to raise their prices, my prices exactly. go up too. Exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to shop for new subs ever. Right. In, in the company for me too, it's not just our clients and our employees. It's our subcontractors. We want to make their life. We want to make working with our company as enjoyable as we can. Um, same with outside designers. Like we are design build. We have in-house design. Uh, we have a couple designers that bring us projects. And if that's the case and they bring us a project, well, we'll be that support role, but we're going to do everything we can to make the project successful overall and, and, and being easy to work with. They'll call you every time and say, we, we're, we're going to call Ford on this because, uh, you know, it's perfect for them. And, and they're they're not a pain to work with. They're they got, you know, they have their spreadsheets. Professionals. Exactly. Professionals. exactly. And, and that's that's, you know, that's in a nutshell what we're, what we're trying to do. I mean, we're we're trying to be a professional contracting company and, um, you know, I'm Great looking value. to go. Exactly. And I'm looking to go in, into some some different ventures with new construction and there's a lot of interest. I've had a lot of interest around that. And, and so, you know, I'm just trying to kind of pull it all together. And, and, and at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to get the bills paid at the same time. You know, I started out in remodels and always wanted to do new construction because I built some of my own houses by myself or with me and a couple friends. And, 
and I loved it. <laughs> loved building new houses. It was so cool because most of it was just me alone cranking tunes and and yeah. and making a house to live in. Yeah. And you know, remodels seemed like the stepping stone into new construction. People don't trust that you can build a new house, right? But <laughs> but remodeling is much more challenging. And remodeling is challenging. And it's but I've also found it to be much more profitable mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much more involved. And new construction's very competitive mm-hmm. because in the new construction world, there's always a few builders in town that, that lower the bar for right. price. And you're just sure. like, people say, oh, so-and-so said it's going to be $230 a square foot to build a house this last year. And I was like, no. No way, right? <laughs> no. You're, that's wrong. Right. So go ahead and have them do it and then tell me how much it costs per square foot. Exactly. In a year. Yep. And I mean, it's- and, and the, the challenge, though, the challenge for me was that I didn't think new construction was profitable enough. And I guess eventually I found a way for it to be. But um, but remodeling, I think, is a is is a great business to be in. Remodeling is great with I all mean, its challenges. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in, in my area, there's we don't have a lot of new construction going on. Mm-hmm. It it's it's not um, you know we're not blowing up developments and and doing all these things. I mean it's very limited. Um, so most of most of the new construction going are, are custom homes and and clients that are that are that are building homes for themselves. And um, so that's definitely definitely a, a market I'd like to go down and. And I think that with the the processes we're putting place putting in place on the remodels could carry over into the new construction very well with with laying out that 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 roadmap mm-hmm. of getting the clients there and you know it, it's 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 intimidating I didn't I didn't build homes for twenty years I've I've been into a lot of other areas in the trades um, so for me it's you know we've done additions garages additions and everything under the sun but like i said i'm i have i'm not a, a 20 year guy i didn't grow up building houses mm-hmm. um, i didn't go through so for me it, it there's there's a little bit that i need to learn there to figure out how to put it all together um and i'd have to trust in some people to make sure we're, we're doing it the correct way and, and bringing the quality we want to bring so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a little intimidating there but um and then yeah i mean overall it's it's lower margins um from what i from what i'm seeing so trying to figure that out and navigate that path as well make sure we're not we're not hurting all the work we've done up till now getting to a certain point um mm-hmm. so it, it's it's definitely uh it, it's been it's been a lot to, to figure out and put together but we're, we're getting there we're getting there for sure in your opinion what why do skill trades matter well, why do skilled trades matter? Well, how else is it going to get done? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I think we're in this trajectory. If we don't get more younger people in the trades, I can see guys charging $300 an hour to come out and, and do work. I mean, it's supply and demand. It's, it's simple economics. I mean, if there's if there's not guys out there doing the work uh, i mean it it's 
you know, it's going to be a, a crazy high price thing. And, and that's where you're going to see a lot. Mm. You're going to see a lot of uh, shoddy work because everyone's going to be hiring the, 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 the low price contractors. And mm. I think a lot of people are going to feel like they need to DIY more because they just can't afford to, to have a contractor come in and do their kitchen projects. So they're going to be trying to DIY stuff and just going through that whole fun process. And then they're going to call you to fix their, <laughs> right. right and then it'll cost even more right so yep. so i mean for me you know, why do skill trades matter i mean it's the backbone of the country you know we, we, i mean even think about the auto industry and 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 guys working on cars i mean that's that's you know you, are there are there apprenticeship programs outside of unions right now uh, i mean how many apprentice plumbers and electricians do you know? And, and kids saying, Hey, I want to be an electrician. You know what? You can make a lot of money being an electrician these days. And, and that's what for, for me, um, you know, I, I want to pay guys well. And, and I want to say, Hey, there's, there's, there's opportunity in this and don't count it out. You know, even with my own sons, I mean, I think one might go in the direction. The other one, I think I, maybe I lost him a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, he's, he's an artist. He he's, he's fantastic kid. Um, you know, he might not go down this path and that to, it's okay. I don't, I don't need them to go down a path, but I, 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 I also don't want them and other people to think it's, 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 it's less than anything else you can do. It, it's not, it's, it's a great living you know, and, 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 and building things and doing and thing, and doing these things. It's, it's, it's very rewarding. I agree a hundred percent. And, and, and your son, that's an artist, I'd say feed it, <laughs> feed, you know, I oh, mean, that, feed that creativity. He's awesome. He, he, some of his drawings, I look at him and I think, Oh, how the heck did you, how, what, what do you, where's this coming yeah, from, man? That's, neat. <laughs> that's super yeah, neat. That's super cool. And next time someone calls me and asks me my hourly relate hourly rate, I'm just going to say 300 bucks an hour. About that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, it just keeps creeping and creeping. I mean, I, I don't know. I, if, if, if something doesn't change, I really feel like it's going to get to that point where it's, it's almost going to be unaffordable, but it's going to be a necessity. Right. So, so I agree. How... <laughs> what do you value most? What do I value most? Believe it or not, I think I think relationships, um, relationships with uh, with with my family, uh, which has been strained the past years of building businesses. Relationships with uh, with friends. There again, you know that's been strained. Or we're, we're running around like madmen, eighty hours a week. It's like you know I don't want to come hang out with you on a Friday night. I want to sit down and veg out. So taking the time to, 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 to foster that, um, I, I think is very important to me. And, and I'm, I'm trying to get back to where, um, I'm taking the time and, and, and I'm, I'm feeding off of that more. And, and I value relationships with my, my guys. I mean, they're giving me a lot. So I want to, I want to show up the best I can for them. I don't, I don't know if that quite answers the question, but I, I do value that a lot and, 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 and showing up the best I can for my clients. You know, I, I, I appreciate all that. Um, your, your family and your friends. And then you had mentioned it before showing up the best you can for your guys, for your crew. Sure. That's a big deal. 
Yeah, man. My predecessors showed up hungover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My my like one of my mentors. Yeah. Uh, was a party animal, and you know we did we could have done better if we were led. We yeah. were we were we were feral laborers, <laughs> right? Left in new in houses that were custom homes you know, with a pile of stuff and not a lot of direction. This was in the nineties and, you know, and don't, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be. I'm just starting down this journey and this, this, uh, yeah, but self-observation and then knowing what you need to do is half the battle. And and well, it's a mindset. I have an amazing wife too, man. I I really do. And, And she's, she's really good at keeping me in check and, and saying, Hey, you need to, you need to address this. You need mm. to address it now. And I'm going to keep telling you about it. Um, so for me showing up to my best self, I, I mean, I, I, I want people to look at me and say, what's this guy doing? You know what, what, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of work to do on that, on that, but I, I want to, you know, I, I want to, you know, I'm eating a salad with chicken on it for lunch and I'm, 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 I'm eating good. And, you know, I'm not going down. Like, I don't, I don't want my guys. I, I, I really push everybody to bring lunch and not go down to the store and get the chili dog. And then, you know, they wonder why they're dragging ass an hour and a half later, mm-hmm. you know, feeding your body, feeding your mind. And, and I, I, I want to get to that point where, where I'm just emotionally, physically, just where I want to be. And, and I think that's super important for, for, for getting to where I want to be business-wise, relationship-wise, um, you know, showing up your best self. I mean, every day, just a little better than you were the day before. I mean, that's kind of where I'm trying to take it. I appreciate that. And yeah, a, a chili dog and a Red Bull are <laughs> and always will be bad for you. You should only yeah. do that once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I even, even like, Hey, they get pizza on site. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. You know, yeah, maybe every now and then a slice, but it, it's, you know, I, I never really ate. I mean, all my years in the trades, I never really tried to eat heavy meals. And I was always like a, a light, a light eater throughout the day. So yeah, I bring the, I bring the pizza when on cold days or, you know, right. something like that just once in a while, you know, yeah. when, when I'm put, when I push, I, I tried to go for the eight hour thing with my crew, <laughs> but it didn't always go like that. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's different though. When you're an hourly employee, you know, you're, you're, you want eight, most of the guys and when they want to get their eight and they want to go. And I mean, the guys say, I shouldn't say that they, they know like when we're against it and they'll put that the extra time in. And, and if I ask them to come in on half a day on a Saturday and to knock something out, they will. Um, but I, I, I feel like if we have to do that, I didn't do something right. Mm. I didn't plan well. Um, and I don't want, I mean, I'm talking about family time. Well, same with my guys. I want them to have their family time and I don't want them to be pressured into coming in on a Saturday when they were all they wanted to do is go for a bike ride with their kids. Yeah. Um, so, yep. you know, so for me, I mean, that, that's super important, very important to, 
let's let's work hard let's be organized let's let's be thoughtful let's not waste any minute of the day let you know there's certain things i i require on a daily that that i want these guys to do you know i want them thinking about the next day before they leave the job site that day and and, and be organized and let's show up and, and crush the work and go home to our families like that's where i'm at well that's another great self-observation there that you put upon yourself that the plan didn't go right that you're that they're having to come in on a saturday i remember <laughs> one of my guys you know, I'm really quiet on the site most of the time. Okay. And one of the guys used to make really nervous because he thought that I was upset about it. And the form was like, no, if he's not saying anything, we're good. Just, <laughs> try not to get in our way. Right. But he got to know me pretty well. And, and he's watching me pull my lower lip out, staring at what's going on. My eyes kind of growing. And, and he looks at me and goes, I'm not coming in on Saturday. I got my girl. <laughs> like, I'm not. And I was like, 10-4. Yeah. Oh, thank you right. for telling well, me. I, I'm working around this now. That's it, man. I mean, I, I always just worked hard like that. You know, I, my, my parents were hardworking people. I've always had that work ethic. And, and, you know, if we got to put the 10, 12 hour day in, we will. The, the guy I was referring to earlier, who's been with me for almost 10 years, he told me a long, he told me a while ago, he's like, look, He's like, I come in, I work hard, I do a good job. I don't want to work any more than I need to. You know, he flat out said, like, my life isn't all work. Because I was getting upset because we're behind jobs. I'm there till 10 o'clock at night. These guys are giving me maybe a half hour extra. And I'm like, oh, you know, or where's everybody at? Why am I the guy here at 10 o'clock at night? And and it came up and then, you know, I was flat out told me like, hey, I don't want to do that. Like, that's not yeah. that's not what I want my life to be like. And I really had to adjust my thinking there and say, hey, you know, OK, you know, we're, we're most of these most of us do that because we need to but these guys don't really need to do that right so if we're well they didn't want to start a business that was never their ambition exactly, and as, a, right? as a business owner one of our biggest failures is is thinking that everybody has the same mindset we do and they do exactly. they do it, not oh no it took me a while to to, to figure that out and, yeah. and so, you know, I mean, even, you know, I, I even gave the guys like I'm giving them paid lunches now. So we work eight hours to get paid lunch um, just as another little benefit, another little kickback. And, and to, to, you know, now they have a half hour more of their their spare time. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, uh, knowing your people and, and one of my favorite quotes from the pod was uh, Marcus Nagdegal, who's a foreman and does not want mm -hmm. to be a boss. He's just a foreman framer. Yeah. Uh, it's Broski builds. And, you know, his observation after running a crew for a while is that our best are not the same. And you really have to, you have to be creative in how you, how you push your people. Yeah. You have really. to really think about who they are. Oh, sure. And that, you know, dealing with different personalities and yeah, that's, that's been, that's been a lot there too, for sure. Especially you know, what mo yeah what carpenters. motivates them? oh yeah <laughs> i was a grumpy carpenter i mean i i know a couple guys i work for and they you know i i would i gave them a hard time more than i should <laughs> and carpenters are just eccentric they're they all know it all sure sorry carpenters i'm a carpenter too so i'm speaking at you for you and with you 
(laughs) And it's been, you know, residential carpet. I I did, I was in commercial work for a while. I did, I was in glass work for a while, which was, Mm. which was pretty cool and, and uh, learn that trade glazing. Um, So carpentry, it's, it's been, I mean, I, I was in cabinet shops when I was real young and, and, and finished carpentry and, and it's, it's been an evolution. Um, but yeah, carpenters and, and tradesmen in general, they're, they're a different breed, but, and especially now, I mean, I'm 43. I got guys that are younger than me working on my team and it's not like it was when, when we were in the trenches, man, and we were young and I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I got yelled at often <laughs> when, you know, Hey, come on, hurry up. What are you doing? You know, it, it's, you got to really show people a level of respect, especially wanting to, to, to get young guys in the trades. I mean, who the heck wants to come to work and get yelled at all day? They'll be like, screw this. I'm out of here. Um, I hated it. I hated that so bad. And that's yep. why I started that. I, I, I did not work for other people for very long because, <laughs> because the construction sites were just getting yelled at. It wasn't right. right. It was rough. It like was. even if you weren't doing something wrong, you were getting yelled at. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, I, I, I always, I, I never wanted to mess with a Mason with the bear claw hands. <laughs> no doubt. That's for sure. And then there is that, you know, today we, we are, we are more sensitive to people and, but Sometimes you're going to raise your voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not all sunshine we're and rainbows. Perfect. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, we're, it's, there's, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us. And, and I tend to let things slide a little bit and until I, it just kind of boils over and then I don't, it doesn't come out right and I don't have the conversation as, as well as I should. I mean, all these different things. But, um, you know, getting better with that and I think, managing expectations you know this is what i expect out of you on the daily and and all that's these different so things. important with your employees oh, to yeah. actually tell them what you expect right and have a conversation it it, it commands more respect to both ways sure. mm-hmm. I, I i agree and i need to uh, get better with that uh so you know it's all a work in progress yeah it is it's yeah all all these balls in the air all the things you're saying you got to get better at throughout the the talk here we, I, I can't say that I don't have a lot of improving to still do, even, even oh, at this next phase of construction, the residential construction industry that I'm in, I still have plenty of faults. It's, so. it's one of the things I love about this business, this industry, you really have to approach everything with a learning mindset and you got to check your ego at the door for, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, it, it's, we, there, you, there's so much to learn in this business and industry. You'll never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Even if, if you think you're there, then you need to check yourself because you'll never be There's There's always new materials coming out, new ways of doing things, a new trick you'll learn on Instagram, whatever. Um, you're always learning. So, I mean, that's, I, I, I mean, I love that part of it. I love, you know, I, I mean, five years ago, I started getting really into Instagram. And before that, it was, I feel like I was in the dark, you know, till I started seeing and reaching out and connecting with a lot of people and seeing what they're doing and how they're, they're, they're doing things on site and how they're building their businesses. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's constant learning. And and I love that part about it. It feeds the brain. 
who, who's your mentor? Who's my mentor? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Um, in business, I've had multiple mentors. I, 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 I've been working with Kyle Hunt lately. He's really been a great mentor for me. Um, you know, uh, following him, following other business coaches, my, 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 my father, um, he's been a great mentor in my life. Um, he's, he was a tough man growing up. You know, we, we, we didn't get along a, a lot through my childhood. It was, uh, but you know, where I'm at now in my life and where he's at in his life, you know, it's, he worked his ass off two jobs as long as I can remember. And for, for the longest time I was, I was upset with that. I was pissed at that. You know, my dad wasn't around. He's always working, but you know, he's busting his ass to give us a a roof and food on the table. So, you know, that, that's really, um, that's really been a huge thing in my life. And, and, um, I think mentorship overall, I, I think, I think that's kind of, you're, you're, you're flowing through that different mentors at different stages of your life. You know, maybe it's a, a coach when you're in, in, in high school or, you know, all these things, I think mentors, it, it's a compounding effect. You're taking a, a little bit from, from a lot of people and, and kind of that is, is a, your character is a product of that. If any of that makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know, part of what we're trying to unlearn is how we were improperly taught along the way. Right. And, and yelling, for instance, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, we communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Communicating is huge. I mean, that (laughs) I talk about my father where he was the worst communicator I know. And, and, um, and that's huge in, in what we do is communicating because we got to be constantly communicating, right? And communicating clearly. So it's a generational difference for sure that right. the construction industry didn't communicate in the past. <laughs> and now, and now remodeling when we were young, I'm, I'm seven years old or five, six, seven years older than you. And, and when we were young, remodeling wasn't really a thing yet right it was still it was just new construction and you know i grew up in a house that was built in 1950 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah there's no way my parents were going to change it yeah um construction was just production then and right. now it's different now you're actually dealing with people who have taste and and want to want to create mm-hmm. a house that's for them sure. and that changes the whole face of the of the of the process mm-hmm. absolutely we got a lot of old homes where I'm at too. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's even a whole nother bag, a whole nother bag of tricks for these old houses. Oh yeah. Okay. We're going to go into this speed round. You got it. Best joke. Best joke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. Right. <laughs> Not much of a joke guy. All right. I'm going to guess your favorite tool. Uh, multi-tool. Oh, that's, yeah, that's up there. Yep. Yeah, that's that's one of my I don't know if it's my favorite because I can't stand listening to them. It's a little different when someone you need else. To, you, 
it, you know, I think every tool when you're running it, it's not as loud and annoying as if someone else is running it. But oh, yeah, uh, we call them OSAWs, oscillating tool. I call it an OSAW. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, I, when they came out, I was we were all over that. I love them. Mm -hmm. um, so what is your favorite tool? You know, I really I like I like tile work a lot and I always love slicing tile on a wet saw. So maybe my DeWalt wet saw mm. when it's dialed in and not fighting me yeah. <laughs> and a good blade. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe I'll have to say the wet saw. That's, okay. I like my, I like my DeWalt wet saw, man. I was so proud of myself when I bought that thing. <laughs> right. Right. I got a little cobalt saw that I use for like subway tile and, and small format. And that thing's that, uh, I, I, I've patched it up a little bit along the way, but that thing's been a great tool too. Yeah. I don't remember what my first wet saw was, but I don't think it cost very much and it didn't cut very <laughs> straight. <laughs> what is the most useful tool? I'd have to say the multi-tool. That thing. Yep. We can, we can, that comes in handy a lot. It solves a lot of problems. It does that and the reset. These, these smaller format reciprocating saws. I really like too. I'm always mm. grabbing them for, for all kinds of different tasks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the, where, have, where have you been on my life tool? <laughs> Impact driver. Mm. <laughs> Remember where we, when we've been, uh, you know, the big, the big drill and you're, you know, and you're trying to drive screws with, with a drill. It's funny to try to think of a world without impacts. You know, we, it, 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 I was just talking about old homes where we're pulling these old houses apart and, uh, they're all straight slot screws that guys used to hand oh. hand crank, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, it, it, it's the, the, it's a world of difference. You know, these guys were hand cranking screws and, 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 you know, here we are complaining about using a drill instead of a impact driver. But when they first came out, my mind was blown. <laughs> I was like, this is great. The finding a lot of, of slot screws, in a wall in a right. remodel is a bummer though because you're like uh, oh i can't stand now, them i you're like I now the crew now this is like four more hours added to the bill right or <laughs> or that you that you're eating because they're hard to get out oh yeah they're definitely and they're you know they're half the time they're 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 in there tight and they're stripping out and everything else and you're just yep. fighting them <laughs> best job site snacks best job site snacks i'd say trail mix bars and an apple I like it. Yeah. Man. Uh, best job site jams. No, I'm kind of an old school guy. I like classic rock. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nostalgic for me, you know, uh -huh. growing up, growing up in, 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 in the trades. I mean, it was always classic rock. If you touch a radio, they, they throw a hammer at you. <laughs> Sounds like you were on the same job site as I was. <laughs> right. Okay. Now I'm going to ask, uh, this is a new thing. A question that a previous guest had asked, what book are you reading? What book am I reading? I just got, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to totally butch this up, but financial freedom, um, in the trades by, I think David Gerstel. Is that right? Gerstel. Yeah. It's his book. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just, just got that. Just cracked it open a night or two ago. And, uh, I've been kind of binging on his stuff here lately. So I'm, I'm interested to keep reading that. You know, Dave and I talked uh, last fall. We emailed a little bit back and forth. He found the pod and, and I, I've read, I read that. Um, 
Okay. Pretty recently. Yeah. And I really like his, his anecdotal stories of, mm-hmm. you know, this guy, it was in this situation. It's a good read. Yeah. I haven't gotten into the financial part yet, though. Um, okay. I, I just kind of read the beginning because Dave also wrote like, so I wrote a book called, that's probably gonna be called the Contracting Handbook. I'm gonna get out here one of these days. But Dave wrote kind of the original one uh, sure. in, in, early, in like 2000 for for fine home building so is that which one are you referring to there was that uh how to run a successful contract yeah it was like the pro it was like the pro it was the the it's all here somewhere Um, (laughs) they had a series they had a series of books for pros by pros or something like that yeah i got multiple of those they're they're, that's a good series for sure yeah yeah i always i was always buying buying those kinds of you know how to how to books coming up through the trades for sure. Absolutely. I, I, there's, <laughs> I, that's, I've read everything that's tangentially related to what we do, I think. And then someone will tell me about a new book. Um, I've been, I've been moving things around in my house and I got a bunch of books and bins and I almost want to set up a little library in the shop just so guys can, you know, just grab a book or two and flip through it and find some cool stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah. What, would you ask my next guest or what would you ask someone else who's on my podcast? Oh, oh well, Michael Ancho, that guy, I, I'm, I might go down a little rabbit hole here, but um, what he's doing with the uh, capacity based pricing and, and uh-huh. having that whole conversation, I'm really intrigued by that. So my question to him, I guess would be how the heck do I put that together? <laughs> I bet he would love to answer that when he has time. That's a, right. he's a busy dude. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. He, he's like a advocate for excellence in, in construction. I, I really appreciate getting to know him. Anyone you want to give a shout out to today? Um, I want to give a shout out to, to everybody who has given me support along the way. And it's, it's a, you know, it, it's been an adventure. Um, especially my family, my, my wife and my, my kids, you know, they've not only do I sacrifice a lot, but they've sacrificed a lot along the way. So yeah, definitely give a shout out to them and, and they're always supporting and, and uh, anyone else that's giving me support along the way, you know, it's been an adventure. Now, do you think that the people listening should give us a review or rate us <laughs> on Spotify? Just just not on this this episode alone. <laughs> so definitely. I mean, your your uh your podcast is great. I, I binged the first season when I ran into it and I was thinking, man, this guy, he's got some things figured out. So definitely, I mean, it's a great podcast and, and you bring a lot of value. So definitely you should go uh go give a rating. Well, thanks for that accolade, man. I really appreciate that. You know, you only get so far until you say, I, 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 all right, I got to figure a few things out. Yeah. You're a tradesman and you're like, now you're a businessman. It's Mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't get taught how to do that. No, no. I mean, I, I, for me, I mean, I always wanted to have my own business, but it's, that's, that's, that's kind of morphed over the years of what that might look like. So, um, but still even, you know, I took some business courses here and there, but even with all that, it still was a shell shock. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think, 
anyone realizes <clears throat> except people that are in it how difficult the construction industry is and and how to navigate through it and unless you're in it i mean even like people in my life and around me that i don't think they have any idea <laughs> what we go through on a, on the daily no only we do um and before i started the pod i didn't realize how similar our experiences were right and that's that's why i really latched on instagram you know i i like I said, I think, you know, I think four or five years ago, everyone was kind of finding it like, oh, this is great. Everyone's talking back and forth and, and you know, uh, just and podcasts and, and listening to, to guys um, that are so much further in their career and business. And they're still struggling with some of the same things I've been struggling with. I mean, I've, I've had days where I've beat my head against the wall and, and ready to throw in the towel and I'm listening to a podcast and someone who's 20 year, 20 years deeper than me is going through the same thing. And just, you know, it's like, it's, that's, that's, it's, it just really, um, really helps you along the way. I mean, to know that, 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 that there's a, there's a community out there and, and, and contractors are great. And then, and, and then the construction community, I mean, everyone is more than willing to share, and, you know, you reach out to people and they get back to you and you ask questions. And, and I mean, it's, it's awesome. Hey, Dan, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate every, everything you're doing. And uh, hopefully I brought a little value to your listeners today and, and yeah, keep doing what you do. Thank you. Hey everybody. I don't think I need to tell you how important it is that you either subscribe or leave a review or both for the podcast. You can subscribe on any platform you listen on. You can leave a review on iTunes, your podcast app, or on my new website where anybody can leave a review. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Hammer app. And remember, the work we do and the relationships we create each day creates our legacy. So leave a legacy that matters. That's all I got. Later. Later.